0: Kamenetsky Brothers Podcast, ESPN LA, Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky joined today for our special edition Oscars show woo woo. by Steve Mason. Yep. Yes.
1: Very exciting. Resident by the way, no, movie file. no pressure, because I know very few people listen to this. <laughs> well... Until we brought you on, Stephen. oh, that's right. I mean, that's there's right. actually a lot of pressure. Oh, I will actually probably I mean, promote just, this.
2: Right, but also too. I mean, just picture your normal audience following you here when you direct them here. Uh, big audience. We can't right. all have big a podcast
0: audience. as prominent as the Steve Mason grabs your bosoms podcast <laughs> <laughs> that they put up every year, every week. That, that With, one, the doesn't... promo photo. Of oh, you, the one where, I, <laughs> where <you're, laughs> your, your arms, are spread, arms are spread. And I think out you're and supposed to. Be, yeah. I think you're trying to say, "Hey, come listen to my podcast." But would it really looks like, I have asked. Hey, I'm going to
1: grab. I have asked them to change. That picture well, they so haven't. many times. <laughs> well, they in haven't. this
2: particular climate, by the way, too, that required clarification. Yes, no, it <laughs> it's creepy. Did. Yeah, uh, it but cre- anyway, creepy so um,
0: we're here to talk a little about the Oscars, which are this weekend, and we are all people who love the movies. Um, where do you guys want to start, Andy? You-, you pulled up an interesting article from uh, Sean Fennessy about uh, Phantom Thread.
2: Yeah, he uh, Sean Fennessy over at The Ringer, they've done a lot of really good uh, look-aheads to the Oscars. He wrote a case, uh, a piece making the case for Phantom Thread for Best Picture and Director. and the idea is essentially, A, it's a good movie, but B, you don't want to turn Paul Thomas Anderson into his generation Scorsese, who had to wait forever before he eventually got nominated, or he eventually won for the departed. And I read part of this quote, Martin Scorsese had to wait until he was 64 years old before one of his films was awarded Best Picture. The Departed was released nearly 40 years after his first film, uh, 1967, Who's That Knocking at My Door, won four Oscars, including Best Director to go along with the night. And basically, Paul Thomas Anderson is the age of Scorsese when he first started really getting overlooked in a lot of people's right. eyes. Like you had 1980 with Raging Bull, Losing to Ordinary People. And Goodfellas losing to Dances with Wolves in 1990, and with with guys like Scorsese or I think Paul Thomas Anderson, there's always that idea of their time will eventually come, right? Yeah. But, but you yeah. don't know that. But the other thing about that that was interesting
0: though is is it's it's not just that those movies lost to ordinary people, lost to Dances with Wolves. It's that we look back on Dances with Wolves. Yes. I'm. Mean, I by the watch. way, I
1: look back at Dances with Wolves as not the best picture of that year. Right. I, by the way, was- I do agree on Ordinary People. I I really love the movie. Ordinary yeah. I mean,
0: people. that's. But I don't. I mean, I don't, I'd be lying if I said I have a deep memory of exactly why it deserved it, didn't deserve it. Raging Bull is a better movie. But you don't look back at 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 uh, Dances with Wolves as like that is. You know, a landmark film. doesn't hold up. No, that was just
1: well. like this big Kevin Costner. Right. Well, it was part of the way. narrative. It was right. his
2: directorial debut. People yep. were excited Music's at the idea of that this kind of huge stuff. star. It was
1: socially conscious. Yes. I mean, it had, it ticked all the Oscar boxes.
0: And so if you look at the movies that are favored this year, um, it's Three Billboards and Shape of Water are generally, I think, favored over the other ones. I mean, that's what the Oscar odds are and all that. The consensus seems to be, and I would certainly argue it with three billboards, less so with shape of water, which I seem to like more than some people do, um, that it won't hold up as well. And in 20 years, if you line these wait, movies wait, up, again, which
1: one
2: will
0: not hold up as well? Three billboards. Okay. We can, we can talk about that yeah. too, because that's, that's the backlash movie of the year. Um, that we're going to look back on these movies in 20 years and be like, how did anybody not well, think that Phantom Thread
1: was okay. a better so, movie? Okay. So, so, I saw, I've seen every movie on this list of things that you've seen with the exception of like a couple of foreign language films. I didn't see the shorts except for, for Kobe, uh, Such Dear Basketball. Um, but. <laughs> He's not coming on your podcast, Steve. But over a period of time, um, movies settle with me, right? So, uh, see a movie, um, and, and the order of movies changes, right? Based on how you feel about it. Um and for a long time Three Billboards was my favorite movie of the year. I had already seen Phantom Thread, but Phantom Thread has now for me is my favorite movie of last year. I I if I had a vote, I would vote for Phantom Thread for best picture. It's really good. It is just so haunting and creepy and so and it's creepy. a really
2: interesting look at how relationships work or sometimes don't work or work in spite work of themselves in really weird ways when, when they shouldn't but i mean it's t- it's sort of two separate questions brian that you raise because it, it get out i think is the movie and we, we can get into it that i think most people feel like if it doesn't win best picture and most people think it won't that's going to be the movie that gets looked back on as the missed opportunity. Right.
0: Well, most people, I think, the, the 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 back padding is going on for look. We we remembered to nominate it. Like I think that people a lot of feel like it's a horror movie. You know, it's got some dark comedy, and like they nominated it, and that may be enough. But
1: what but what's it's a it's a great it's a film, and it's movie. fantastic that it was nominated. Yeah. In years gone by, that movie would be completely ignored, but it's completely oh, it, original. It speaks
2: to a shift in terms of what new Academy members are looking for, and the diversity that they've looked to infuse into the of uh, voting committees and stuff like that. But what's interesting is when you look at the directors that are nominated this year, there are a lot of first time people. Or Paul Thomas Anderson, believe it or not, it's only his second time. Is that right, Christopher? Yeah, he got nominated. I by- want
1: to say this about Phantom Threat. the int- one of the interesting things is Paul Thomas Anderson didn't just direct it; he operated the camera. Yeah, he does that I with mean, a lot he of his was movies, down to the details. Yeah. you were seeing what Paul Thomas Anderson wanted you to see, which I, I think is Paul he, Thomas Anderson happened. is
0: a lot like Wes Anderson if Wes Anderson hadn't lost his mind. Basically, like he's sort of gone hey, off the deep end. What and, do you mean? And, no, you, you know, like
1: he's G- Grand Budapest Hotel. I do. he's just got he's on the
2: edge. I would say yeah. Wes Anderson. Uh, yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson.
1: I, I would take every day of the week. Yes, right, over, over, over Wes. But
2: also, it's it's only in this I think will surprise a lot of people. It's only Christopher Nolan's first Best Director nomination. Right, but when you say first time, I mean there are two people on that
0: list who never directed a movie before.
2: Yeah, Greta Gerwig had co-directed like ten years ago. Jordan Peele, it's amazing. He had barely been on a film set. Yeah, like if you look at his IMDb page, Jordan Peele has done very few movies leading up to Get Out. But like those are guys too. That like with Peele and Gerwig, that you could have a it will you know their time will come. Type attitude, you know. Christopher Nolan, okay, he's reasonably young. His time will come. Paul Thomas Anderson, his time will come. And Fennessy raised an interesting question of, I think, just how conscious should you be of the idea of well you don't know when their time we do this will actually come. we do
0: this in sports all the time with mvp voting yeah. like oh wait a minute kobe oh, only has one it's his turn one. One. Yep. it's his it's a turn traveling this guy trophy. should do it and i mean i to me that's that's a less important consideration of like we need to make sure paul thomas anderson gets an oscar cuz it, it is a dumb way to
1: validate so people. here's here's the thing i i think that one thing that i haven't heard anybody say um is that three billboards is argo Martin McDonough, who was the director of Three Billboards, was not nominated for Best Director. In yes. the same way mm-hmm. Ben Affleck was not nominated for Best Director, The Year of Argo. And all of a sudden, all the love poured into the movie for Best Picture. So I think Three Billboards is going to win Best Picture. Because Martin McDonough was Because Martin McDonough was snubbed, and they want him to get something out of what is a, what is a well, great movie. Well, he could movie. get the screenplay, though. Could also be Best Original in the yeah. And then for...
0: And we'll, let's definitely make sure we get to to three billboards because Andy and I did a lot of uh, we had a long conversation about this a couple podcasts ago and we want to get your opinion on it. Um, so but if setting the first question aside of whether or not it's his turn, we got to make sure we get that guy one is a good reason to give somebody an Oscar. The second one I think is more intriguing of trying to figure out in fifteen or twenty years which one is going to hold up best. And one of the advantages that get out has, for example, in best picture is we have had time to use your word, Steve, to kind of let it
2: settle in. Right. Like it's It's been been out out over a year. year. I watched
1: it, I watched it again about a month ago and. It's, it holds up to repeated viewings really well, too. And it
0: actually, and it holds up to repeated viewings in ways that kind of evolve over the course of the year based on what we've seen
2: in the news, based on all these other things. And so there's so much in there you notice, like upon a second or third viewing, like of how little in that's in there is not by anything other than design. Like you see when uh, Allison Williams, uh, the little brother, starts choking, uh, Chris, uh, Daniel Kaluuya's character. And, like, it looks like a chokehold yeah. that the police would be using. You know, mm-hmm. when she, at the end, when she's pursuing Chris, she's like in a hunting outfit. It's like a white blouse, tan pants. Like, everything is in there for a reason. Like, it, the, the observation on Peel's part is just, it's just terrific.
1: No, it's a, it's, uh, it's a great film, and I don't think it's going to win. This I, I, it I definitely, agree with
2: you. I would be surprised if it did, but I think it's the one movie other than maybe Dunkirk, of the nominees that in ten to fifteen years, get out is the get out is going to be the one that everyone says should have won. And well, it's look Dun- like the Dunkirk is the great big movie,
1: right? The yep. Oscars like to award it's the a quietest big great big movie,
2: movie of,
0: of, of like war movie I think ever made. Yeah, but no, it is like it is it's the only one on the list that
1: feels like a big Oscar like it's got epic, the scope right uh, of a best picture win, and yet. I didn't really. I love Christopher Nolan. You know, Dark Knight was the movie he should have been nominated for. Right. He's. You know, that's he's what a, really
2: opened up the whole ten. Correct. Possibility. That's when they
1: went to ten. Um. But I. I don't love. I admire Dunkirk. I just don't love. Well, it. it's a technical I, achievement. It
0: is. It, my problem with Dunkirk was that I needed Manola Dargas to explain it to me. Like I, I watched no, I,
1: Dunkirk, and then I went back and I read the review of Dunkirk, and I. Oh. See, my problem that's what was, was going on. there was no singular point of view. You were seeing well, that's it very through Christopher a Nolan. whole bunch of different eyes, and it just sort of blended well, into and one. And confusing
2: thing. eyes. Like, there were no real distinguishable characters. Like, from a technical standpoint, like, the way he used sound and music to oh, tell stories. It should win all it, those. It's, it's, it's one yeah. of the most oh, you, you, The music, the use of music in that movie is brilliant. Like, the way he told it from a purely technical point of view is really original and interesting. But I agree with you, like there were times where I kept mixing up which character was which. Like you know, there are all these sort of yes. young British guys with dark hair who kind of look exactly the you same. Know what, you know what the biggest—that sounds
1: is? racist. <laughs> you think all dark-haired British guys? Well, that's look not racist. The same. It that makes in me in <laughs> all dark-haired British
0: guys covered in oil and sand, wearing identical <laughs> uniforms. Now that
1: was the part you added. I sounded like a xenophobe before, <laughs> yeah, Brian.
0: Were all, You're they the were one. Literally, they were covered in oil and no, sand. They were, and and no, but they all looked the the they all
1: looked the same before they got dirty. By the way, can we Can we just the say, "Great year for Dunkirk"? <laughs> it's like no, I don't think anybody even knew what Dunkirk was yeah, necessarily. Well, no a <laughs> they were, no The Brits. big year right. for Dunkirk
2: and Churchill. Like yeah, between Churchill, the crown, right. Brian Cox's Churchill and That's Gary right. Oldman's Churchill. Actually, I
0: feel like Gary Oldman. Like my 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 evaluation of Darkest Hour is damaged by the fact that I feel like I've seen too much Churchill this year. Like he's yeah. very good. I'm over Churchill out. I'm kind
1: of Churchill yeah. out. No, I, I still for me, still the the one of my favorite historical figures i mean I, he's great I, who knows what the world would look like had there not been a Churchill? i'm very pro-churchill i've just yeah. seen too many i don't churchill know why movies. you hate churchill so much
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm a churchillist you
1: knew that was coming
0: but you know so <laughs> you hate kobe and churchill <laughs> no i i have actively <laughs> who's campaigned. next i've actively campaigned to make sure Dear basketball doesn't win this year <laughs> No, yeah right. i believe it i believe it i just hate him that much um but like it's Trying to f- trying to figure out as these sort of movies settle, and th- maybe this is where the the three billboards debate comes in. Three billboards has settled, I think, worse than most of these other ones. As, don't agree. As people, and this is this is the debate that Andy and I had. the The, the backlash movie of the year, no question, has been Three Billboards. As critics have kind of gotten don't understand loaded, it, started to, to to deconstruct it a little bit. And I saw it initially. Saw it, thought it was fantastic. Loved it. Sat with a little bit, had a couple there. I mean, even watching it, you have to, you would say, Steve, there are a couple moments in Three Billboards where you're like, okay, I'm going to have to let that go. No. Throws the guy out the window across the street from the police station, walks back into the police station. Doesn't get arrested. Yeah, doesn't get disciplined. Suspend, doesn't nothing. Suspend your disbelief. That's my point. That's what I'm saying. You just got to kind of. Go, I do that okay. with every
1: movie. I mean, you're talking about a Shape of Water. It's a lizard person <laughs> but, living in a pool. Right, Those but that movie. But that movie's it. supposed to be
2: a
0: fantasy, though. Right, it's they, supposed they to be have thing. their own rules in that movie. The, the three billboards exist in the, where the rules are. At least some okay. two things where you know the the guy gets thrown out of the window, and I'm very curious as to why three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, actually cost as much as those those That's billboards. True. That's true. They seem wildly overpriced. So
1: here's me. the thing about uh, three billboards that I think now makes it even more relevant. The question is, how does it? How does a parent deal with the senseless death of a child? Okay, we are living through that right now. Um and we're we're seeing that that was the Frances McDormand character's way of dealing with losing her child. Sure, now we've I, got we've got parents that on the television now um talking about their children who died uh, down in Parkland how they're all dealing with it it's tending to veer towards activism i mean to me it's it's become more relevant just in the last couple of theme. weeks that's a theme. that's a
0: motivation of Frances McDormand, which made perfect sense to me her behavior made sense to me uh the behavior of Matthew McConaughey it made I mean, sense not, to uh, a you know, know, point the, pro- the
2: problem yeah. though, the part of the problem i had with the movie and i i purposely went out of my way to avoid all the backlash articles
1: until I saw. I, I've right. never even read a backlash. The, there's article. been a fair You, should. There's yeah. been you a actually trip.
0: should, because I I think this this movie best pictures. validates the role of the critic and why they're important in terms of explaining things that you know matter for movies for themes. I don't and all understand that, kind of stuff. that at all. The, in ways that uh, that be... I
1: know I don't read any any reviews. Ever you, you probably I don't read, them read bo- some. I don't read them before, before I see the movie. I don't read them after I see the movie. I want to digest that movie without any uh idea of because I mean at this point you've digested it right I mean you no, ate it, I've digested it a but, while ago But why but why do I care about someone else's uh, view of it or someone that's going to deconstruct the way well, it sometimes moves me?
2: sometimes though they provide insights or or things that you, I might have missed right I mean that's it's part context, of the reason and sometimes I it's not it's not even yeah.
1: to va- it's not to validate my own opinion. like I hate rotten tomatoes. I just the I effect run. of it or I, the idea I don't of it. like that when you go to Fandango and you go to buy tickets for a movie that you see a rotten tomato score next to it. I think it is unfair to the filmmaker, unfair to the studio, unfair to the actors, completely unfair. Let people make up their own minds about a movie when they go to see it. Don't prejudice somebody against a movie or, by the way, steer people away from a movie. It's really bad for the business. Why is it different, though, just out of curiosity, from the old system of
2: all the reviews coming out before a movie anyway?
1: Because when you go to Fandango and buy the tickets, if you click on the movie, the Rotten Tomato score is right there. Oh, that's 36%. Or as Juan will say, uh, oh, I won't go to see it unless it's over 60%. I mean... To me, I, I want to go into a movie giving it every, but it's, it, be be it's 1675
0: a pop. I gotta be honest. Anything down in that 20 to 30% range. Look, I, am I found to myself, yourself.
1: I found myself seeing awful. I mean, I went into the friggin' The Great Wall, the Matt Damon movie <laughs> with no idea how bad it was because I didn't read about they it They tried beforehand. to help you. Right. They were trying to help you. But you know what I'm saying? It, it actually well, has torpedoed some movies. That I think are much better no, I, than the rotten but tomatoes. I, but I feel that's always indicate. been
2: the case, though. Like I, I feel there's always been times, though, where either bad buzz, you know, whether justified or not, heading into a release. But you has, understand
1: what I'm I'm saying? Sure. Literally, when you click on buy well, tickets, just, so it gives you the rotten tomatoes. The, 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 I score. guess
2: I guess what you're saying is it, it becomes people get lazy. It, it becomes reductive. It becomes reductive to a point where people are just relying on the tomato. As opposed to the, exp- if nothing else, the explanation of how the tomato but score see, ended but, up, what it was. So, but but it expl- used
1: to be Siskel and Ebert. Now it's all these, like, online critics and, you know, serious critics, all these people. So you're saying it's too aggregated? One- yeah, it's too aggregated.
0: Okay, like, like, like exa- when constant power was concentrated in the hands of two people. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm saying
1: because <laughs> and their most people didn't see those that's two it. people. So, but that's they, all the they only went thing to. You see ever saw in the
0: newspaper was thumbs up or thumbs down, and maybe sometimes one it, up and one down. It did exist, but it wasn't to the degree that when I buy a right. ticket, it's telling and me. You wouldn't even know. Was it the fat guy or the skinny guy who gave it? I don't know. But no. one of the one like one the gave one thumbs up. thumbs up. Yeah, But, I get but it. let me let me explain to me why. I'll, I'll tell you why I thought the critical the the reexamination of three billboards was valuable. Yeah, because the movie is, um, it deals with you know the themes of grief. It deals with the themes of race. It deals with all kinds of stuff. And to and I would argue at times in sort of a self congratulatory manner. It, it's. Very aware Meaning, of yeah, very aware of and I think proud of the fact that it is putting these issues forward when you go back and you start looking at it again for me it the the uh, there was it sort of exposed some of the problems in the way that these things were presented the race issue, for example, mm-hmm. is put out there with the same Rockwell character in ways that don't really matter or are resolved or are dealt with in the script in any significant way.
1: Right. He was uh, just guilty of... He's uh, just sort
0: of a racist cop, we think, but we don't really see it. And sometimes he's a moron and sometimes he's got a And we don't
1: necessarily see... Well, I mean, I don't know. Do we see change? No, I mean, I mean, eh, I don't don't know. I don't
2: know if the change was earned or not. But also, too, like as far as Frances McDormand and her rage about her daughter, which obviously is justified. It's on. It's understandable why she'd be so upset. But it's not really explained. I think fully why she's so angry at the department. Like it's never really explained that the department dropped the case or looked away from it or lost interest. It seems like if you take Woody Harrelson's character at his word, they pursued it. And they couldn't find anything and that they, they tried to solve this murder in earnest, which again, it doesn't necessarily dampen her upset feelings over it. But in a lot of ways, to me at least, it made, it made her behavior and the way she was sort of lashing out at anybody, even the people that were actually trying to help her. After a while, I, I didn't see the
1: point to it. Well, she was kind of an anti-hero. I mean, she, sure. she was an anti-hero. But, um, it, she was bucking every sure. social what, convention, what I think including. Though, I mean, are we allowed to spoil things? Yes, here? yeah, yes, I mean, we including are. Including burning down way. a building. Yes, right. but, but what
2: I thought was really interesting, though, because there has been this backlash against three billboards, and what I thought is really interesting about it is how the timing can affect a lot of this. Because when the movie got released, and you, and you'll know this, the it started getting traction early in 2017 at the festivals, right? And it was right around the time when Trump. The Trump presidency began and I don't talk about that. No, no, no. I I mean, but just, I'm just saying the timing of it in terms of films that felt you may have, may have noticed (laughs) angered some women. Right. (laughs) Right. I mean, it it was of the moment. It felt at least of the moment, the sense of it centers around an angry woman who feels that, you know, governing powers are not listening to her. It takes place in Trump country. You know, it has these elements of racial tension between black citizens and police, Okay. um, And all of this stuff, I think, felt of the moment. But then the more time that went on away from that initial moment of the movie being released and people started looking at it more closely... I think that's where a lot of the backlash started setting right. in. And
0: the question for me isn't that it's a good movie. I, I still think it's a good movie. And I, I think the performances are very good. I think Woody Harrelson is spectacular. I like the Sam Rockwell performance
1: more than Andy you, did. You just like the, movie, like the, more. Just like the movie more. You like the movie more. Um, than
0: right. I, and I think Frances McDormand is great. I mean, it's a, mo- it's a role. And
1: she, and she will win in She right. absolutely she will. Right.
0: And, you know, it's a, it's a perfect sort of encapsulation of all the stuff that Frances McDormand can do in a movie. And she's great and I, one of my favorite actresses out there. But it's funny it's,
1: how by the way every time she gives a speech she takes the the award so unseriously. It's like when she won the SAG award she said uh oh you should check out some of these young ones coming up. I just came out of, came out of my cave every couple of years. Right. She, it's, it's like she she's could, she's, she's wearing like she's She won for
2: Fargo. Yeah, that's it, right? She's she's, she's, won she's won for
1: Fargo. She's been nominated three or four other. Right. times. But she's clearly like wearing a black burlap bag or something. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean like this I, just doesn't seem to her be... Hair her hair is like all... It's, it's, it's like jam. she didn't
2: even brush her hair. Yeah, I mean, this she's... Look, she's she's never been an ingenue, and I and I don't mean that like she's unattractive, but she's never been put in that box where she has to take no, this she's seriously. She's Frances McDormand, right? She
1: she so, transcends, and so
0: like when you start talking about Meryl Streep doesn't
2: take these things seriously, and it seems like these awards are built to give them to her. They well, are, and, she, to, and to she doesn't. It's hard to take it seriously when you know you're going to get one eventually. Every time you make the a movie. statue <laughs> will be Meryl, <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Like she doesn't take these things seriously. No, it's no. easy for her. She gets nominated. Yeah, every time she gets she makes nominated. A movie.
1: And plus, she's got. Of them, right? Yeah, so, <laughs> so you know, but you know, now so you let me just to be, say this but, about three Okay. okay? So, this I, actually weaves back into my original question. So I go ahead. don't think it is the best picture, that's
0: kind of what I'm getting at. But I
1: do think it will win best picture, that
0: may be, but to get sort of back to where Sean Fennessy was writing from and what you're saying and the sort of hype around but, it. It may very well win. In a lot of ways, Crash kind of had that kind of feel of like a quote unquote important movie that needs to win. And you go back
2: and look at Crash and it's not, it's not good. Um. Well, particularly too, with Crash, it's not just that Crash won. It's what it won against. And it won against Brokeback Mountain. Right, which has I think has stood the test of time when it comes much to repeat better. viewings. Yeah. So and
0: you, three you, billboards, if you look at it, you know, is probably not a better movie than Phantom Threat. In twenty years, we'll look have back. You've seen we'll, Phantom Threat? enough <laughs> Wait a minute, enough. I saw a bunch of movie clips. I have not. Oh well, that's that's
1: enough. i seen. I'm
0: taking your consensus. Yeah, you've seen.
2: It. Well, I, but I wasn't going to raise. I mean, fennessy fantasy was playing. Right, I think a little so, bit more devil's advocate but that, with but, Phantom Threat. But that
0: gets the question I'm asking is how much should that matter like looking back if you're going to take back and and look back 20 years from now trying to figure out which one of these movies really will be the one. i think it that should matter
2: to be honest i i do and, and so it's clear i don't think phantom Thread is the movie that you have to consider with this i think it's get out because i think again with the possible exception of dunkirk i think get out is the movie that people will look at in 10 to 15 years and say how the hell did it not well you win?
1: said the key thing will you look at the movie in 10 years? Yes. Like, if you're flipping yes. through cable, Absolutely. To HBO, Absolutely. and you come across it, are you going to ride it out and stick with that movie? Absolutely. And I think on this list, the movies that I would watch again, I've already watched Get Out once, Um I would watch Call Me By Your Name again. Mm-hmm. Um I would watch Lady Bird again, and I would watch Phantom Thread again. Weirdly, I don't know if I would watch Three Billboards again.
2: I can promise you I won't. Um But it's in part because I didn't like it. Right. Um, But, but Get Out though, we know is going, Get Out stayed in the consciousness when it came to movie conversations, when it came to the pop culture. It became a staple in memes. Everybody understands what the sunken place is. You know, it's topical in a way that, unless I guess racism goes away in the next ten years,
1: I don't yeah, think. no, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, wait, wait a minute. Start the
0: clock. Have we instituted the John Ireland plan to get rid of racism? <laughs>
1: <laughs> just stop being racist. <laughs> I don't get it.
2: Why just not
0: don't just be racist, racist anymore. But uh, but and I I'll th- get rid of it. But just I think
1: be nicer to black. People. Plus
2: two. <laughs> plus also, get out. Get out is the most purely entertaining. It is. Movies. It is
1: very entertaining. Lady Bird is also very, very entertaining. Very it's a entertaining. really good movie. To me, the the director race is really interesting. Um, so, y- you know, you've got you've got some some landmark achievements there. Uh, Greta Gerwig, uh, one of maybe the third woman ever nominated for best director. Um, you've got uh, Guillermo del Toro, um, who sort of completes this narrative of the Three Amigos. All winning direct uh, best director in Iratú and uh, Alfonso Cuarón, yes. the other two guys. Mm. So it sort of fulfills the three amigos. it sort uh, of co- it's been sort
2: of overlooked how Latinos have really they've really created more of a presence when it comes to direction. Yeah, you know, in, in terms of what they're making, but also two re- years
1: in years, and right, Al right,
2: with, with recognition by the Academy,
1: which is great. uh You've also got an African American director in, in there, in uh, Jordan Peele, in his debut. In his debut, which is, which is crazy. And it's not a, a token. You've got Paul Thomas. No, it's completely Absolutely its deserves spot. to be in there. Paul Thomas Anderson, who is, to me, for me, like one of the finest directors working absolutely. today. Absolutely. And Christopher Nolan, who is one of the finest directors working today. Um, so you've got a lot of dy- dynamics there. The academy, you know, from a technical perspective, clearly loves, um, Shape of Water. I don't get it. It, does, it didn't... Maybe it was the day I saw it. Um, I know the Rotten Tomatoes score is really high. <laughs> um, and this is, Over, one, it, it, this is the one... where you think. This is one where I didn't go in having read any reviews and afterwards was surprised the reviews were as good as they were. Um, so, but I think this <laughs> what, is... The fish sex movie. Yeah, the fish <laughs> sex movie. Uh, this is one where I think... Um, I, I'm guessing Guillermo del Toro wins just based on... The overall academy love. So you have a split now with best director and best picture. I think three billboards and then Guillermo Del Toro. See, I don't think, because I, I, this is where like
0: those, the forecasting comes that you have to start, like try to put yourself in the head of academy voters and it gets a little trickier now because there are so many new ones. Right. You've also, the, the, you've the, got, you've got the Me Too movement, the Time Top right. movement and a woman nominated. I just feel like, you know, in, in the old way of doing things, Greta Gerwig and Jordan Peele would have zero chance of winning. Right. First time, you know, it's your, you, you wait, it's your, you're, you, you're happy, you should be happy to be here. Paul Thomas Anderson would have a chance to win because of sort of the legacy thing. And oh, by the way, you know, it's
2: a gorgeous
0: film. And Nolan
1: because of the legacy. And Nolan thing.
0: because of the legacy. He's also. Well, it's interesting because I think
2: Paul Thomas Anderson is probably considered of his generation, the most important director out there. Like he's one of the few that's is really Nolan
1: ser- in the same generation as Paul Thomas Anderson? He's.
2: Would he be half a generation after? I I mean, Memento came out a couple years after the You're right. I you know, think, you're
1: right. I think Paul Thomas Anderson is probably but also of too, a younger generation. And
2: also, too, I think people, whether necessary or not, would would put them in a little bit of a different box because American versus Brit, whether yeah. they should or shouldn't. And also, I think and I, this is entirely unfair to Christopher
0: Nolan, but people, I think, would put Nolan more in a box of gimmicky is the wrong word. Completely but wrong word. I, I, I understand, but I, but like makes a certain kind of movie when you start. Well, to I don't look think back. there's any. But I love the way it. he chopped. You know, like Nolan movies, they all have that thing where you chop up time, and they all have. You know, like yeah, line. but
1: I mean, Inception is a phenomenal well, movie. N- there's no- i loved interstellar I, I mean i i think the guys out there on with the, the, the wrong cutting guy, edge because
2: i think he's great yeah but was- i mean i i don't think there's any director with a track record better than nolan over like the last 20 years when it comes to combining art and commerce
0: yeah he
1: made quite I- literally the best superhero movie I'm just, ever I'm made i'm
0: just trying to figure out i mean to to andy's point of why it would be anderson more than nolan i think people might look at you're saying anderson as well you know he looks like all those other guys that were in the uniform covered in oil. Right, whatever. right. <laughs> but, but it's just that, like, people would look at Anderson as more of a quote unquote classic filmmaker. Makes, you know, movies that traditional. are traditional, traditional, less, um, again, to use that word with, like, where there's, like, a some sort of thing going on there where, like, you know, inception a, is a, cause there's a thing going
1: on with get out.
0: There is, but inception is a, you know, that's a tricky movie to kind of watch. I mean, you have to, it, it's not easy to follow in a lot of places. Dunkirk, the biggest criticism of Dunkirk is that the narrative structure is so choppy, is, and- is choppy and confusing. It doesn't make any sense. Um And so like he does a lot of that kind of stuff. Whereas Paul time, we don't have to get down this too far down this rabbit hole, but I, it's I mean I think, I think people would look at Anderson more that way as the slightly more prestige type filmmaker.
2: Yeah. It's just, I, and Del Toro, I think, is a critic's darling. I think that'd be,
1: that'd be fair to say. which they made a
0: fish sex movie. Yeah, <laughs> which, that, no,
1: that's, that people really like. Right. My mom went to see that movie. She said, "Why? I can't understand how that lizard and that girl got together. <laughs> you know what my favorite part about <laughs> That lizard part and that girl. That's, that's one of my mom's special one-word reviews. People, one-sentence <laughs> reviews. Uh, our
0: best movie, movie review our mom ever gave. We went to see Lord of the Rings. Yep. She walked out. I just couldn't deal with all those hobbits. There you go. Best <laughs> one-line what,
1: what were you expecting? Best one-line movie review for my mom after Gravity. I like movies with more people in them. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the
2: most expensive movie ever made with that small with of a cast. Right. Well, yeah. I couldn't
1: afford any people
0: after all yeah, the know, stuff exactly. they had to do. But um, like but the, one of my favorite things about Shape of Water and I some people did they pulled them out of it the is how with all this other stuff going on the one thing that everybody treated like totally normally, like Octavia Spencer, nobody freaked out about the fact that she had Richard Jenkins. Everybody seemed totally okay with the fact that she has a relationship with the merman. Like well,
1: who who are we to judge? <laughs> but, but that's actually but sort that's sort of one the one of point the, of the movie yeah, what, in a lot of ways. But that's what I
0: loved about it is everybody treated. It's not that we're supposed to treat it like it's a, a good thing and like see that connection. Is that. Everyone else did too. Well, I mean, that's yeah. It really
1: is. It's but that movie's really about. Our relationship between misfits. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's people about it's, people who don't fit. It's about the marginalized. The right.
2: I mean, ultimately, it makes sense that Sally Hawkins' character would end up right with. Oh, and I get it. I, I didn't say it. it made sense. But that, to me, but that's but also did, why that's what I liked about right. That's that's why about. these other marginalized people didn't necessarily flip out. That's true
0: because it, they get because it's it. It's Richard Jenkins and it's Right. right. They, Black. They're
2: the right. ones who know about the the
1: right. Sex. They're both. They're both misfits. Mm-hmm Exactly. In their own, in their own way. Um, I just think if you look at this year and we've, this has been the last few years, it used to be best director winner always went along with best picture winner. And now we're virtually always splitting. But that's because I think also the
2: up to 10 factor for best picture with best director still remaining at five. Right. So like in a lot of ways, you're setting yourself up for that split now
1: because the total for best picture doesn't match the total for best director. Correct. Yeah, it's 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 opened everything up. Um, I I think you know best directors may be one of the most interesting categories because in this some year. ways there's
0: almost nobody that should win.
1: Do you recognize you know? a black director? Do you recognize a female director? Do you recognize a legendary American director, a legendary British director, or a legendary, uh, legendary right? It, but
0: in a way that none of the movies, you know, like, do which one do you recognize? For the movie that doesn't quite fit in with what is supposed to do it. Get Out doesn't fit in part because it's a horror movie, it's right. a dark comedy, and it's the guy's first movie. Um, you know, it was put out by Blumhouse, which is not, you know, that's, yeah, that's go not, figure. right. So, you know, kind of the same thing with Greta Gerwig. You know the the issue. You know there are some people who didn't like Dunkirk because of the things we've talked about. Yep. Uh Shape of Water for some of the things we talked about. Phantom Thread nobody saw. Seventeen people have seen Phantom Thread. Yeah.
1: And by the way, the the, other be the thing lowest
0: is- if it won Best Picture it'd be the lowest grossing Best Picture I think of all time. No, I I saw it in. It.
1: And, did you see it in seventy millimeter?
2: No, I did not. I tried to. Because I, that's I the, the other thing is to. both
1: Nolan and Paul Thomas Anderson are big believers yes. in mm-hmm. film as film. And so they're traditional I Actually in, saw it on a 70mm. On a 70mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh no, Dunkirk Hard to follow. Dunkirk I saw in 70mm. <laughs> they there were film uh project projections of it and the same with uh uh Phantom Thread. So in that respect they're really old-fashioned. Um they have have railed against uh new technology. They don't like digital. Uh, well, I mean, they look, don't the, like. It's, it's a theme
2: for Paul Thomas Anderson going back to Boogie Nights. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, with with them switching over to video for the porn.
1: Exactly. I mean, exactly. They, you know, they start
2: getting into the you know, re- which in reality made a lot more sense. Let's be it honest. did, but I mean, you start getting into the I, I guess old school, old school filmmaking. It was filmmaking. purity. It was, it was yeah, the old school it was purity an argument of filmmaking. About
0: filmmaking in the even at this what this was. Making art versus making s- porn, making sex, making right. stuff for people to right. you know do their business. But
1: it's nice to. now that there's been a democratization uh, in the uh, porn business. I mean, if you <laughs> have a phone, you can make porn. If you have a if you have a phone, you can make anything. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anything. I mean, Sean Baker right, with Sean Florida, Baker, Project, right, right. That. Florida Project Right,
2: Florida so, Project. Right. I actually wanted to ask, uh, as not necessarily about Sean Baker, but just sort of Florida Project and movies like that. Do you get a sense that the increased uh, diversity that they've gone for with the voting uh, over the last couple of years has made a difference in terms of what gets nominated?
1: Well, to me, the Florida Project probably is nominated – Based on Willem Dafoe. Oh yeah. If there's but, no Willem I, Dafoe in the movie, because he's a beloved guy, I don't think he's not one, right? He's never won. He's, he's, never only, won. he's only he's only been for nominated for, for Platoon. Platoon. I, I think that's it. And and he's been a steady, solid, great. uh I think he's got a chance of
2: pulling the upset against Rockwell.
1: I do too. I actually do too. I would he's, love to see it happen. It's a better.
0: It's a better. It's a better. It's a better role. Better written role to what I you know, and a better executed role. Um, and I, I think a better performance but I do
2: as well
1: I why wasn't by the way Rockwell's for, another of those guys who's been in every single movie you know he's a great actor oh he's a great actor why wasn't yeah. though I mean they, they had nine right if I'm counting yes. right nine why nine. not how does that work where you don't get the 10 there's a preferential preferential balloting system uh calls, percentage calls for a certain percentage and if you don't meet that percentage, um, compared to the rest, right? Cause it's like, it's like Hall of Fame. We have, right, yet, we have yet to have ten. I nominees. would have loved
0: to have seen Florida Project get nominated. I, just, I, th- I thought it was the only. I The only part of that movie I did not like was the last forty-five seconds. Everything else I thought was great. Um, so I was disappointed, by but
1: that. like I we, love the last forty-five seconds. They're going
0: to Disneyland. Yeah,
1: they're going to Disneyland. <laughs> it's finally these I, kids that's get a the little. Only,
0: it's the only part of the movie where I felt like they said, "Guys, we are out of money, <laughs> and we need to end this movie right now. How are we going to do it?" Just, who's got enough to get a, me and my iPhone and two girls into
2: Disneyland? Because that's how I mean, we're Look, I'll tell you it. right now, we've all been to uh, Disneyland before. It's expensive. Well, just two little kids are not running on there without a ticket. Right. It's, it's the last there is it's the last no way that's but but know what?
1: That, movie, that movie is also about people living on the margins. Yes. Um. And, and I think that's a theme in, in a bunch of these movies this year. People who live on the margins, mm-hmm. whether it's Florida Project or it's... Uh, shape of Water, or it's even, for example, even the, uh, I'm trying to think in uh, Get Out, um, the guy who comes in and rescues the He's, day. Well, TSA nobody, TSA nobody's <laughs> more
0: marginalized in terms of people just scoffing at them and disliking them. Than TSA a, agents. TSA agent. yeah.
1: Again, marginalized yeah. people, I think uh, that's a that's a theme this year. Um, I also think, uh, I, I know everybody's on Gary Ullman, I'm kind of curious to see how Gary Oldman, I know you guys have interviewed him, um, how... Uh, these are boy. <laughs> the the domestic abuse thing. Uh, yeah, it, was about, his, it was an
2: accusation about 16 years ago, right. 16, um, 17 years his, ago.
1: By his ex-wife. And the anti-Semitic um, uh, interview. Think, in play- interview in Well, it's interesting. I mean, the interview
2: he did in Playboy didn't so much... I don't think it so much painted him as anti-Semitic as it did using some words that were clearly or clearly racist and you know he he was sort of trying to play devil's advocate in certain ways for what guys like Mel Gibson had gone through and he stepped in it like pretty badly right correct because
0: yeah. i mean the i think the thing that hurts him more than anything to some degree is just his his politics i mean i i you know i think you go back into that i don't i'm willing to give Gary Oldman, the benefit of the doubt that he's not a racist and not an anti-Semite. I mean, I, I sort of need to see more out of people before I can...
1: But I mean, stuff like Gary Gary Oldman is mad he can't call Nancy Pelosi a C-word. Now, regardless right. of political party, you shouldn't call anybody I, you that. You shouldn't call anybody that. Right. I mean, you and, that, and that's a sort of
0: eye-rolling... Eye I know, don't... Anti, uh, anti-political correctness backlash that I dry, I don't like. That I don't think, though,
2: ultimately it's going to make a difference. And the reason is because if it would, I think Gary Oldman would have found the same fate as James Franco. Absolutely. I mean, James Franco not winning or not getting nominated for the disaster artist, I think, was a very direct reflection of the accusations he had of sexual impropriety. Because I think really Denzel's spot for uh, Roman J. Es- uh, German J. Israel Esquire Probably would have been James Franco. By the way, that's, that's That one movie, of,
0: that movie, it, movie may as well not exist. I mean, it, it, it was one, one of
2: the, uh. It got one it, nomination, Disaster Artist. But, 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 I mean, Disaster
0: Artist, for all the hype that came out for
2: all the yeah. well, and And, and, a, and it was and it's funny. It's, it's a one good of movie. my favorite It was movies. a really, was good, a really movie. good movie. But that I mean, movie
0: was wiped off. Well, face and look, it's based not, based not on it's, this stuff. it's
2: not an accident that the one nomination that it got doesn't involve James Franco. Right. James Franco didn't write the movie. That's not an accident. But I'm saying, but like,
1: but that, that was in, it, had that not happened, disaster Artist would have had many other nominations. Yeah. I just, I know that since the Academy Award nominations have come out, I've seen, and I'm guessing probably Hollywood reads Huffington Post. I've seen multiple, uh, exposes on Gary Oldman. And I wonder the impact of that. I also wonder about sort of the institutional love of Daniel Day Lewis. Um, with a potential retirement. factor. With a, this is, this is off. my last movie. This is, this would tie him for most Oscars, yes. uh, of any actor. And by the way, I think this would be the first guy to win four times for best actor. Nicholson has won he's four won tw- times, but two were so Well, no, he's only
2: won three times. I mean, he's only won three times. He won for Cuckoo's Nest. Cuckoo's Nest. And then he won for Terms of Endearment. No, as good as it gets, Terms of Endearment and Reds. He did not win for Reds. He did win for Reds. He did not win for Reds. Look it up. I will look it up. He did not win for Reds. He did win for Reds. On it. I can promise you he didn't win for Reds. I know, I I know. Actually, the year, the year that he didn't win for Reds, uh, John Gielgud won for Arthur. God, I would hate to be wrong. I can promise you you're wrong. I would hate to be wrong. Mace, I can promise you you're
1: wrong. I know, I know Maureen, uh, nominee for Reds. Reds, He did not win. He did not win. In
2: 1982.
0: Who did he lose to? Uh, it doesn't say. Yep. But look but it let's, up. Let's okay. not look at that. <laughs> it's John Gilgamesh. He won like for uh, Cuckoo's Nest, Terms of Endearment, as good as it gets. He was nominated for About Schmidt, A Few Good Men, Prizzy's Honor.
2: He's been nominated for a lot. Oh China yeah, town five easy. Pieces. But you're, you are yeah. correct. I don't James think anybody James has Moore. ever won four, four. times for Best Actor. Right, like no supporting. But, but
1: that's but this. Good, even he, even Meryl Streep has not won four times for a lead role. Right. No, use, she was supporting in Kramer versus. Kramer. To
0: use the sports analogy again, it's the same sort of thing with Daniel Day Lewis, where. You know, like, eventually people got tired of giving Michael Jordan the MVP. Every year Michael Jordan plays, every year LeBron plays for a certain stretch of time, he's the best player. So it's like, do you give it to the best player or do you get bored with that? Every time Daniel Day-Lewis acts in a movie, it's probably the best performance of that year. He's done very few movies, and they're all... No, his, the best purr per is fantastic. fantastic. No, his, yeah, <laughs> he's his,
2: got a great
1: purr. His, his actor efficiency runs <laughs> yes, uh,
0: through the roof. He doesn't swing unless he's gonna hit a home run. Yeah. And so like, you know, all I of just them.
1: I've got a if if Gary Oldman does not win, I know every everybody likes Timothy Chalamet. And by the way, I think Timothy he's Chalamet very good. Is he's a great good. actor. He's really he was good. also great in Lady Bird. Yes he, was. yes, he was. Um, and that's where I first to the point where Saw you kind of don't remember him, it's the same guy. I Completely. him
2: and uh Caleb Landry Jones, who's in uh Get Out. He plays the younger brother. Right. He's also the owner of the billboard shop in Three Billboards. Mm-hmm. Um oh yeah 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 he he was in 3 or 4 movies this year. He's another young guy worth he's watching. A, he's, he's terrific. A
1: creepy actor. Yeah, he, yes. but he's good. But I tell you
0: that actually was one of my favorite things about Three Billboards was I thought the performances, particularly of all these sort of peripheral people, John like Hawkes is great. John Hawks is yeah, great. John the, Hawks. The, the girl uh, who plays Peter Dinklage, yeah, yes, he's great. The girl who plays the girlfriend, John Hawkes' girlfriend, like these super awkward twenty-year-old. Oh yeah, like she kind of comes in the room and she tries to make conversation with Francis. Every every, it's all a monumental failure. Those little bits I think are good. No, as an ensemble, but the criticism that's right, great but the criticism of like the token black friend, like. St. Francis McDormand's friends. Like, what is, she, like, what?
2: Like, that, She's there to what? get arrested and then somehow, I'm out of jail. Right.
0: It's just the whole thing. It's like,
1: you know, so basically sort of tie back is, into that racial. Your argument thing. is that Three Billboards is contrived.
2: It's, yes. It is. They're up in a word. It
1: breaks its own rules I think in the effort to make the points it's I I, to make.
2: F- I think the biggest problem for Three Billboards is the screenplay. I don't think the, ultimately Correct. the screenplay knows what it wants to be.
1: See, I could not, I love the screenplay. I love the screenplay, and I actually I really, really like the movie. Um, and it was my favorite movie at the end of the year until Phantom, uh, Thread. Phantom Thread started sinking in, insinuating its way into my uh, memory, because I love Phantom Thread.
2: Well, I mean, you, you mentioned Gary Oldman and the potential look back into his past.
1: Do you think Kobe's going to deal with that? Um, well, I don't think he's going to win. I don't know if that's I, – I don't think that's the reason. Um, I think
2: the reason he wouldn't win would be a lot of these animators feeling like he's, he's. In this spot, in part because he's Kobe Bryant.
1: But remember, it's beyond animators now. It's a, an academy-wide vote. Right, but, but, but again. And Glenn Keane is actually the animator. How many, who's uh, a Pixar animator?
2: How many people
0: who follow us on Twitter are academy members? Because that could influence the answer. You're right.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) The flip
2: side of it, though, there's gonna be a lot of these voting members who, like, Kobe's gonna have more people. Oh, they're gonna be starstruck. I was gonna say, Kobe will have more people starstruck at the, at these Oscars than any A-list actor, and I guarantee there will be some think piece that comes out after the Oscars about how Kobe Bryant's presence shows that everybody in Hollywood is a hypocrite when it comes to Me Too. Like, that piece is coming. Well, I wonder I guarantee if it.
1: anybody will ask. My guess is no. I don't. And think I wonder going, if anybody will, Light. anybody will shun him. My guess is no. And I wonder if Kobe will wear a Time's Up pin.
2: My guess is no because it opens himself it up to It does open himself up.
1: That's that's what I mean but look that's what open. An, Kobe,
2: an interesting referendum,
0: like an interest. not referendum is the wrong word but interesting example of how you f- categorize guys in- people in in the me too like he's never been accused of anything after that to my knowledge no. and-, and he no, not that I'm aware of. No there no, 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 wasn't anything before that. Um but obviously You know, you can't just sort of shrug off the significance of Colorado. No. So like, but.
1: Especially not
0: when he acknowledged. He he acknowledged that he slept with her. Correct. He did not
2: acknowledge that he raped her or assaulted her or anything like that. But he acknowledged poor behavior though. Yes. In his own statement. And he acknowledged, he acknowledged being able to understand her perspective on the incident.
1: No question. And I,
2: I, we have, I have my own. Now, by the way,
1: Gary Oldman and again, I'm going to go to Huffington Post. Um, and actually, Drudge both um, have run stories about that, and Gary Oldman both, mm-hmm. and they've already described he does like he Drudge has already be. described, or the headlines have described Hollywood as hypocrites, even because they well, I mean, were look, nominated. Casey Affleck won last year. And, by the by way, the bowed way, out just of presenting out right. this year, right? But
2: but Casey Affleck though won last year. You know, at the height- he wouldn't win this year. He wouldn't get nominated. Well, I don't know. I mean. Maybe he would, maybe he wouldn't. Would. But I, but I know this much: he, he was, he would have been James Franco, correct? Well, but he also was nominated right around the time when the women's march happened. Yeah, but again, but, but there was all not, that stuff
0: happened. The, the, the timeline, not if, a close if examination. If then. the Academy Awards had happened six months later, he would not have been nominated. Maybe if the voting had happened maybe. six months later. I, it, it's he deserves to be asked about it. By Kobe should absolutely be asked about it, and he should have. And it, I, I suspect he's smart enough to have an answer. Although on a red carpet. Not on the right carpet, but in a press conference and, you know, if he wins, especially in some Oh, sort if of, he
1: wins and he's backstage he's ha- and he does, yeah. Know, he,
0: he should be, someone, I think actually someone will ask him about it. He should be asked about it and it's, it's 100% fair game to
1: ask him about it. Um, I but again, get... I don't think he's going to win. I don't think so. Either. I don't think he. I think either. it's going to be the one that uh, came on before the Pixar movie, the, Lou, the Little Bird. Or... No, that's Lou. Lou is
0: the Lou is Little Bird was last year's version. What's this year? Uh, Lou, the playground movie where the oh yeah the yeah box yeah. you know has all the toys and yeah. lost and found. Um, Pixar wins. You mentioned this. Steve that you... they're pretty good at animation. Yeah, yeah. you hated uh Rotten Tomatoes. Um, yeah, I hate Rotten. Tomatoes. I do have a question though. One other thing about. Which movie should win and why? Okay. How much does it matter if an audience likes it? How much does, you know, the? it gets a little bit to that idea of what people are going to like in 20 years. But how much does it matter? We do make movies ultimately for people to go see. Right. That the people who see it like it. The highest rated Rotten Tomatoes movies this year that are nominated are Get Out, 87% audience score. And, so you're going purely by audience with this. Uh, oh, I, by audience score, right. But I have a split between critics and audience here. Um, Call Me By Your Name was at 86. Uh Three Billboards, 87. Shape of Water, 78. Much lower. Uh Darkest Hour was one of the lowest at 83. Uh, 83. Dunkirk, probably because it confused people, was at 81. Um, and this is audience score. This is audience score. Okay. Critics, the lowest critic score was uh for darkest hour 86. Yeah, I don't so, like, think darkest st- hour is the best picture. I don't nominee, think so either. But like no. if you start to put together I, like a like a I was like surprised a, darkest hour. Got okay, I'm gonna tell the biggest you the pictures. biggest split between audience and see if you can guess which which movie had the biggest split between audience and critic score of the nominees? Of the nominees.
2: Um I'll uh, say Phantom Thread. That was going to be my guess as well. That is correct. 21.
0: 21% between okay. Ninety-one and seventy. No. So it was second, though,
2: second would be three billboards. Lady Bird,
0: Lady Bird, Lady okay. Bird. Ninety-nine, partially punished by the fact that every critic liked it, uh, but
1: only eighty percent of the audience did. Okay, so here's here's a dirty secret about the audience score. Mm-hmm. They are being completely manipulated. Russians. Well, in the in the case of some, yes. I mean, the Russians actually... <laughs> uh, well... This the, is one of the things Mueller's trying to track the down? P-Chan... You know this this sort of underground yeah. P-Chan world? Right. Um, 4chan. 4chan. They did not like the fact that um, a woman played such a predominant role. And so they launched a campaign to... Really? Stuff the ballot box uh, in terms Lady of audience reviews. No, against Star Wars. Okay. Oh, that's right. That like against Daisy, that, against Daisy Ridley. Against Daisy Ridley. And they, and against diversity and against sort of the, the that broadening. That
0: explains the 90% versus
1: 40%. Correct. Thing. Right. Um, and in the case of studios, studios, when pictures don't do well in the critic score, the, I am certain they are stuffing the ballot box for the audience score, and then they are promoting the audience score. Mm-hmm. So they're ignoring the critic score, and they're saying, Eighty-six percent of audiences love Matt Damon in The Wall or whatever. Right. And the I'm, hell
0: not, it is. I'm not, pre- I'm not suggesting that's that like the, the least science. Sure. That's like an online it's, it's poll to- in politics, totally. And I'm not suggesting that the Rotten Tomatoes score should really factor into what wins Best Picture because if it does, next year's Best Picture winner will be Paddington Two.
1: Uh, <laughs> that's true. Uh, <laughs>
0: which is the most? I beloved. feel like I
1: should watch. It, it is apparently both the
0: most amazing movie ever made. Um But that larger question of does it doesn't matter if. People go and see it, and they like it. You know, I, I the more, more and more, I feel like that should matter at
1: least. Well, like you not walk out of Phantom Thread thinking, um. Hmm. Well, this is where it really it's not. It's not a. It's not a mainstream no picture. True. Here's right. where
2: I think it matters, at least from the Academy's perspective. Is the more movies that are nominated for Best Picture that have not been widely seen or have not been widely beloved leads to lower ratings? And that's really what they're concerned about is that you know a field, a field that has a bunch of a field indie movies, of phantom threads, right? A field of phantom threads will lead to lower eyeballs, right? Well, I mean, it's, it's one of the reasons why they wanted to open up the field to ten, you know, and ten it nominees. Hasn't, it
1: hasn't worked in that respect. It has not Wonder worked Woman at all. was not nominated. I think Wonder Woman well, I mean, should have been nominated. It's for the I, mean, best I didn't. See it. It. I, I do. It's a great movie. Well, it's, it's ironic
2: great. because The Dark Knight has really been what prompted the notion of opening it up to yeah. ten, and since then. Those type of movies, generally speaking, you know, whether superhero or other sort of tentpole
1: movies, haven't gotten in there. Now, I will be bitterly disappointed if Black Panther isn't nominated for Best Picture next year. That's going to be interesting to see. Well, it, it's, gonna, it's it absolutely has got to be. What's well, going
2: to be interesting to see if it has the staying power, having come out in February, to stay in that particular conversation. It will have
1: done. I I, I believe it will have become the first movie to do a billion dollars
0: well that's a mess that's the flip side of the the conversation that the the question that i just asked is right. you know to some degree that's the the measurement of it to some degree is that many people went and saw it obviously something's going right there should that matter i mean well, we, see, I, think I think we generally should be more open to the idea of movies that are commercially accessible can also be excellent and therefore be nominated
1: Correct. For a long time, Correct. there was a bias against it. If it's popular, it, it can't it possibly be, be good. It's, it's
0: too poppy, and it can't be artistically Yeah. In this
1: year we don't have one of those big. Uh, well, Dunkirk mainstream. was a Dunkirk Dunk- was a
2: pretty big success, but again,
1: not a Didn't not a. Why, I mean, eight hundred million no, dollars. No, sure, you know. but made, know, I, Wonder Woman, uh, the Last Jedi, um Last Jedi, four, Last Jedi. Force,
2: Force Awakens, uh, yeah. any of the Marvel
1: movies, right? Any of the Marvel. Uh, uh, the day I mean, Avengers is yeah, I mean, look, look, look get ben out eventually. Make almost two hundred. That's pretty good. I yeah, know it's huge. It's the biggest box office movie there. But I mean, it, it, I guess it sort of speaks
2: to the difference between like having a movie that's a clear blockbuster. Like, you know, we talked about Inception before. Inception made, I I think probably 200 million or something domestically. You go into worldwide, that's like a five or six hundred million dollar movie versus a movie that makes five to six hundred million dollars domestically.
1: Right. Because typically those are
2: very, very different movies.
1: Right. Well, many of these movies are now making bank overseas Mm -hmm. despite the fact that they're not uh, widely successful. I mean, they, they, here. Black
2: Panther, though. I, I suppose. I mean, on one I hand, I suspect the the fish sex movie will do very well overseas. <laughs> overseas. Well, yeah. I mean, that's just in any language. Any
1: um, fishing villages. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> small Portuguese
2: islands. Exactly. Any language, people and fish sleeping together. <laughs> yeah, you know,
1: it translates. But I mean, but I, in the end, it is it is the best picture, not the most popular picture.
2: But I mean, Black Panther, though, could end up on, on one hand, it may have to fight to stay in the conversation for a year. On the other hand, if it does, it will, I think benefit in the same way Get Out did, which is it demonstrated, hey, we're
1: still here. After right. a year, you're still talking about this Right. Movie. It's very rare, by the way. A couple of uh, examples... Like, Silence uh, of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs is the big example came out, I think, in January.
2: Yes. Uh, f- if memory serves, and I could be wrong, uh, wasn't
1: Fargo a movie that came out early Fargo in the year? Fargo came out Sorry. early in the year. Um, the- and there's a huge advantage, by the way. This is one of the reasons why um, there's a backlash against Three Billboards. It came out in October. Had they released that movie in December, there would not have been time for there to be a backlash. Correct. Yeah. Um, um, so then it also could have gotten swallowed up by other
0: things. So you never, you never quite know. Um, one, we've touched a little bit on some of the acting categories. We talked about director. We talked about best picture. The one category we haven't talked about, which could be, I think, the most interesting. Everybody expects Allison Janey to win in a walk yep. for uh, supporting actress. Who would you vote for?
1: Laurie Metcalf,
2: Laurie Metcalf, Laurie Metcalf, me yeah. too. And if not her, Leslie Manville. And to
1: be oh, known, Leslie Manville,
2: I'll tell you, is to be, so great. Best supporting actress is actually the category among acting that I think they got sort of the most wrong, or sort of most disappointed. Like I love Octavia Spencer as an actress. Her role in she, Shape of Water it's it's a nothing role. She could have done that, but I was really happy Leslie Manville. Yes, think, yes. she and, wasn't
1: on anybody's. And list. I think
2: Mudbound is a very good movie, and I think Mary J. Blige is good, but I don't think there was a lot to the role. Like I think any of the women in Get Out, for example, like Alison Williams or the woman her name escapes me who plays uh, Catherine Keener. Uh, no, no, not Katherine Keener. They're the who wo- plays the maid, the woman who plays the maid. Uh, oh yeah, her uh, might she's super, be very Betsy creepy. Gabriel. Something. Yeah, but she's she, super super Her I name, name is something. Any of those women, though, I think could have. I think you've been demonstrated better-
1: why she wasn't nominated. Her name is something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just it, I'm blanking just for <laughs> yes. a second. Um, but I I, I think that uh, I'll tell you a personal story about uh, Lady Bird. So, Laurie Metcalf, Betty Gabriel. My apologies. Okay. Laurie Metcalf behaved uh, like my mom did when I left for college. My mom got very angry she at was, me she, because she, I was
0: leaving. She knew because she knew you weren't coming back. And I
1: wasn't coming back. Right. And so she got very angry with me, particularly because I spent uh, the night before I left with my high school girlfriend instead of spending it with the family so uh, i understood both was a waste of time yeah (laughs) (laughs) correct i don't know what i was doing um that
2: might be right she truly resented right
1: (laughs) no it it may be in fact now looking back (laughs) it is the most ridiculous thing now Um, i'm doubly angry i
0: didn't need to spend it with my family that part i got right but but, my
1: mom my mom would have been the one that didn't say goodbye right she did in the mm-hmm. end but but that's the same Laurie Metcalf hit and that
0: chord with me for me I, th- we've all seen the you know sort of teen coming of age We're like we and every, it doesn't matter. once you pass through that point in your life you will always identify with the Sir Ronan role there and like yeah. what she's going through this was the first one for me where i really identified with the parents where i looked at this movie and the performance of Laurie Metcalf as much as a father Than I did watching the teenager Right And her performance in delivering And conveying And this is actually one of the things I think is of the strengths of the movie And the screenplay It's not heavy handed in how it does it But the stresses that parents feel And how they are not always the people That the kids think they are Right And the burden that she carries uh, That that scene where they're outside You know that she's trying on the prom dresses and, And she says You know do you like me? She says, of course I love you. And that, that's not, that wasn't my question. Right. You know, do you like me? I wish you liked me more. And you could tell in her, she was thinking the same thing. I really wish I, I love you. Right. And I will defend you to the end of the earth, but it's, I don't like you. Yeah. And I yeah. can't like you all the time. And the, the, the difficulty with, her wanting to say goodbye, but not because she knows if I let her go to New York, she's never going to come. Back. I was like right.
2: that uh, as, as far as like identifying with the parents first and foremost, as opposed to like get a, out. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with uh, boyhood. Yeah. Oh, know, yeah. Even though yes. you you watch this child, you know, grow, you know, through the way the movie is done, you know, in a weird version of real time. That movie, to me, really felt like an examination of how parents can screw up their kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that movie came out as I was a, still a relatively new parent. And you're watching you Ethan Hawke.
0: Sc- you haven't even screwed her up No, yet. but you're watching Ethan Hawke. You should, watch, Hawk. it. You should yeah. watch it again. It'll really No, I no. can't do it now.
2: No, can't do it, it now. <laughs> now. But you yeah. watch Ethan Hawke and Patricia Arquette in that movie. And, and as a new parent, all I'm thinking of, my God, there are a zillion different ways I can screw up my kid.
0: Yeah. Um, does Margot
1: Robbie have a... Does
0: she, could she? No. Make? No. That's no. disappointing because that performance might be my single favorite that I've seen this year.
1: Well, the only the only upset possibility there is uh, Sir Sharonin, because the Academy tends to love right, the yeah,
0: Frances McDormand has it locked up.
1: Yeah, she has it locked up. But if there were if there were to be an upset, it would be Sir Sharonin, right? Uh, because the Academy does love uh, an ingenue.
0: I just want to give a a I want to acknowledge the Margot Robbie because I just saw Itania this week. I was blown away at how she nailed the physicality of Tanya Harding in ways that are that is not easy to do. She was really good. She was really good. She's
2: really talented. She I mean is. I, and I think this role really announced to people if they weren't already right. convinced. She's, not she's a just really not. Yeah, she's a she's, really good actress. No, no, she's
1: great. And and we talked about it on the show, she also bought the life rights, uh, from, and, and created the, oh, this was her baby. Yeah, this was hers. it's a good movie. It's fun. Hey, I, I, eventually I think this will end. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to highlight a couple things. First of all, um, documentary feature. If you've not seen the movie Icarus. Please do. It's great. It's on Netflix. It's fantastic. We interviewed the director, the three of us. We had him on the show too. On Mason Ireland. He's, uh, he's fantastic. Um, and it's a it's a really really great movie. I hope that it wins. It's really. I think it will win. I, I think it's really inventive. And by the way, just coming off the Olympics, couldn't be more uh, timely. And the whole saw, you know, we're talking a lot about Russia these we days. We just saw the Olympic, Olympic athletes, athletes from, from Russia. Russia. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and 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 best foreign language film because uh, I know that listeners to the Kamenetsky Brothers podcast uh, are well, this all this is just about, this
0: is just before we get into uh, sound mixing, sound, and mixing. sound editing,
1: <laughs> um, the square. Is a fantastic movie. I think it will win. It'll either be a Fantastic Woman or The Square, but I'm I'm putting money on The Square. It is this interesting, absurdist uh, movie about modern art um, that you should watch. What country? It's on iTunes by now. I think it's Italy. Okay, I think it's it's an Italian
0: film. Last question. It's a legit country. We don't have to spend a lot of time on this. Yep. Has the have the oscars started to suffer a little bit in the same way that the ncaa tournament does in the sense that we go to be big oscar parties we fill out our things to to win the pool and get stop paying attention to some degree when our when our
1: movies don't win cuz i feel like there is some well if you think about it though some impact of that nobody's got a lot at stake when they're doing sound mixing and sound well, editing don't know. and live right. action short cuz that's where that's where it just, gets that's where it gets made or it's, broken it's just guesswork the thing about the oscars is Ireland and I have this debate he says you know it's got to be exactly 3 hours and cut people off when they're giving speeches i'm like the oscars are not the oscars are for the people in that room yeah they're for people in the business and who ca- i mean in my view Talk as long as you want. This is probably the only time. Hey, hey, uh, sound editing guy, this may be the only time you ever remember when all those people won from Mad
2: Max Fury Road. And yet, you know, you've got these people dressed up like almost like uh, futuristic, apocalyptic people. They're coming up on stage. That was great. It was fun.
1: And I also think, you know, if you ever sit at a during a credit sequence in a movie. And see how many people it takes to make a movie. Oh, this, well, that's what ticks me off. People talk, oh, LA, everybody's lazy
0: and it's just Hollywood and everybody's so solid. These people work their
1: Oh, asses. Hundreds, off. sometimes thousands of people work. Working there. To make asses this movie. Off. And, and the credit goes to the actors and the directors and the writers. But there are so many people that bust their ass, uh, for movies. So I say if you're sound mixing guy or if you're live action short guy and you actually put up the money to make your movie um you just talk you just this is your moment enjoy it probably the only time you're ever going to get a chance to do this and i don't care if it's a three and a half hour show four hour show doesn't matter to me we're on the west coast we're
2: (laughs) (laughs) i just want to give a quick shout out too as far as people who i think are going to win he's a lock roger deakins uh cinematographer for blade runner uh 2049 yeah he's basically like the susan lucci of cinematographers. Right, he's never won. Right? He's never won. He's been nominated. I want to say this is either his 15th or 16th nomination. He did like No Country for Old Men, Fargo, oh, the Shawshank. Though is... Goes back to <sighs> Sid and Nancy. No, he he will win. If you've seen Blade oh, Runner with it. I'm no, just but saying. I'm saying if you've seen the movie, the cinematography is spectacular. say Okay,
1: since we're doing shoutouts. Um I know Hans Zimmer has won. I don't know. He probably uses these things as doorstops <laughs> right now. And he did, uh, Dunkirk. But I thought the best, um, original score this year was Phantom Thread. It is great. It oh, is Johnny so, Greenwood from Radiohead. Johnny Greenwood. It is so integ- integral
2: to the movie. He, he, uh, did the score too for There Will Be Blood. Which oh, did he? Re- yeah. He he's become you know a little bit like Trent Reznor starting to enter that world, and, and Reznor's terrific. Yeah. So
1: Johnny Greenwood. Oh, it's it's a terrific score. Can
2: we all agree that that if nothing
0: else, Phantom Thread will win for costume design? Could certainly could. I mean, other I don't know. Although Beauty and the Beast is sort of in that in that. Oh uh, no! It's it, Phantom like, Thread
2: is not losing to Beauty and the Beast. Right, but like
0: it, it's literally a, a, a
2: movie in a lot of ways about. I mean, I was going to say if if. if if Phantom Thread doesn't win, it's actually an indictment of Woodcock's no, role. No, you're right. It's, in the, it is,
1: it's a movie about it, like, yeah, costume it is. design. Phantom Thread will right. win. So at yeah. least we
2: know it's going to win that.
1: Yeah, they right. made a bunch of fancy clothes for that. <laughs> and probably Daniel Day Lewis showed all of it. Oh, he himself. did! You know that he did. He went. He's, of course, he did. He spent five years uh, in Italy as a seamstress. That's That's why it takes
2: him so long to do a movie? Right. Oh Every- God! If, if you ever want to just entertain yourself with absurdity, go to like the IMDb page for all of the movies he's made and read the trivia for the things that he did to prepare for each role, like for. Uh, Bill the Butcher in uh, Gangs of New York. Right. He, remember there's that scene where he taps his eye with a knife? Mm -hmm. He actually like put this like plastic glass over his eye. Wow. So he could just tap it. Like, you know, he does apprenticeships to learn how to be a butcher or whatever there, he does. There will be blood. There yes. will be blood
1: he yeah. built an oil rig in his backyard and he drank everybody's milkshake. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yes, Daniel, he did. Think
0: about how awesome it would be for people. He's essentially being paid to learn all of these things. Like Daniel Day Lewis now knows how to do
2: he knows
1: so many how interesting things with his left foot. <laughs> foot. There is no actor there's and no
2: soccer. actor more prepared to live off the grid.
1: <laughs> He'll do Daniel anything. Lewis. He can do anything. Yep.
0: Should have been in the Revenant. <laughs> then he could have, oh, like, you know, all this stuff with the exactly. survival tactics and bears. All right. Well, Steve, thanks for coming. Thanks, in. God. Fun. That
1: was long. Is your podcast always this long? Just with you? Uh,
0: occasionally, is there Usually like a little? Shorter. Is there
1: three times speed? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I didn't know how. <laughs> one. Day, so before I learned how to use one and uh, multiple speeds, right? Um It, I put on your podcast. And you oh, guys I remember this? You remember guys this. were talking so fast, and I, texted, <laughs> and I said, "Do you guys yes. always yeah. talk this fast?" And I couldn't figure out what the problem was. And I was on time of that <laughs> yeah, okay. I was like, "Oh, I know now. I get it." All right. All right uh, thanks, thanks, Mace. We appreciate it. All right, Thanks.